Good evening, and if you're just tuning in, you are listening live to the United Public Radio Network, otherwise known as UFO, Paranormal Radio Network, or just UPRN, on 105.3 and 107.7 of the beautiful city of New Orleans, and you are listening to The Angel Rock. I'm your host, Laura Lee Potvin. I am a Canadian spiritual medium, crystal Reiki energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, spiritual teacher and mentor and registered nurse. I'm also well-versed in the paranormal, as we've talked about many times on this show, was never by choice. And I also forget to mention that I've also studied near-death experiences for over 40 years professionally as well as personally, and having had one myself as a toddler. So just a few things before I get to my amazing guest. If you want to jump into the conversation, if you've been to this show, I'm hi Kathy Hanley Little. I'm also a host of a second show with my amazing friend and co-host David Hansel on Thursday nights called The Thing at the Foot of the Bed at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to join in the conversation like Kathy, all you have to do is head over to uh let me make sure I get this right. UFO Paranormal Radio and United Public Radio Network on YouTube and Facebook. Facebook's being naughty with me again. They won't let me stream directly to my profile. So as we're chatting, I will share it directly there so you can find it under my profile. Uh, it's a public profile, so you don't have to follow me to see it. We're also streaming on Canada's Most Haunted. Uh, we're on my YouTube channel, The Angel Rock with Laura Lee Potvin. Also... Um, what else? I'm sorry, I seen the button go on me here. I'm thinking, oh my god, something's changing. You guys know I produce my own show here, so I'm <laughs> going, why are the buttons changing? But it's good, it's good, it's good. <laughs> so, don't forget, also, we have a TV channel, we are on Roku, the network. I don't stream the Angel Rock there, but I do stream the thing at the foot of the bed. Now, if you want to find it, what you do is you sign into your Roku account and you're going to go to the channel store and look up UFO Space P as a paranormal there's going to be a drop down menu and it comes down to ufo space paranormal and united public radio and that's us and there's many of our great hosts there on the network uh, if you like what you see please like share and subscribe we've been around for over 25 years we stream multiple shows daily seven days a week and when we're not streaming live the archive server randomly picks shows to stream over the last 25 years so you get all kinds of cool shows. We've got a lot of new hosts on the network and new shows. Uh, be sure to check those out. Tell your friends and family and share because the more the merrier. I always forget to tell you guys something. I'm sure I'll remember. I'm going to introduce my amazing guest here. Her name is uh, Claire Langan. Hopefully I said that properly. Mm-hmm. And I want to read did I say it right, Claire? You did perfect. Okay, good. I'm going to get my phone here because I got your bio written out. I know she is an international flautist. She is also an author of a few books. And I'm trying to see what I put your, I had this already ahead of time. Here it is. And I'm going to read you her bio. She's coming to us from the UK. So we have to thank her for being up because it is late there. It's after 11 now. So Claire Langan is an international flautist who has taken her communication skills as a performer to diverse audiences worldwide. She's pursued her passion for music her entire life, but had an incessant calling to write a book. We can't say what the last three, were, uh, three years plus have been on the channel, so we'll just say the last three years, um, but we all know what that is. <laughs> and it, <laughs> affords, 
it afforded her the time. I was thinking I didn't tell you that before we went live. I thought, oh, I'll get a chance to tell you. Um, so the last three plus years afforded her the time to complete Living Each Day the Fortune Cookie Way. And I think I have seen that book. And from that book sprang the idea of Be More. And we're going to talk about her second book tonight and more than likely the first as well. The whole ethos of the book is that life isn't determined by where we have come from. It's where we're going that is important. I agree 100%. Through living and writing, living each day the fortune cookie way, she transformed her life from fear to love, doubt to faith, inaction to action. She last picked up a pencil aged 13. Pinched by necessity, as Shakespeare would say, she felt a calling to return to the sketch pad. And like I said, Claire comes to us from the UK, and we're going to tell you why we're talking about her picking up a pencil. Welcome, Claire. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute honor to be on your show. I'm excited. Hi, Jonathan. Nice to see you. Like I said, we call out our, our people and they always ask great questions and comments. So give me one second. I'm going to grab a drink here. I'm going to dry mouth. Sorry about that. Um, okay, so I got to ask you first of all, when did that? That's pretty accomplished being an international flautist. So, how did that start? Like, what was the drive? And I can't even imagine what that's like. So, um, my parents were great music lovers. They didn't play any instruments, but they mm -hmm. just loved music. And they had all the James Galway records. Mm -hmm. um, and I just wanted to play Annie's song, the John Denver hit because James Galway made that really famous mm -hmm. in um, the, well, I think in the 80s, the sort of mid 80s. And okay. um, I nagged and nagged and nagged. I said, I really want to play the flute. And they were like, well, you know, we'll get you one. But if you don't practice, the lessons will stop. So mm -hmm. um, I got the flute and I practiced. They never had to ask me to practice. And wow. I went to specialist music school and um, it just was the only thing I ever wanted to do. And I'm really, really fortunate to be able to make that my career. Um, yeah, so that's really, in a, that's basically it. And I, and I was doing a concert um, and there was an agent there and they said, would you be interested in playing your concerts on a cruise line and I was like oh where's the, where's the catch and they said there is no catch so my brother-in-law did that yeah yeah and, but he didn't play the flute he was a pianist oh okay cool mm -hmm. so yeah so then I um took my show to the oceans and uh yeah and I've been playing all around the world and just had an amazing uh just an amazing experience of meeting people, seeing this beautiful world we live in. And uh, yeah, and it's a, a very exciting journey. I, I can only imagine, I always say, my brother, I got, I was telling you before we went live and pretty well everybody that's here, hi Z Sun Dragon or Kevin. We, I guess we get all our regulars popping in and some new people too. So it's always fun when we get lots of people in the discussion. But I always say my brother, there's a, we're only 15 months apart and there's two, the two of us. He got all the musical talent and my brother felt this calling. I think one of my uncles that passed away that was like a big brother to us, had, he had received his guitar when he was about eight. And my brother has never taken a music lesson. He can play, I don't know, he probably could play the flute because he's his boys play the horns. Yeah. I know not, that's not a flute, but I've never seen an instrument my brother can't play. He taught himself to read music. He can sing. I Amazing. couldn't sing 
to save my life, but I'm the drawer and all the creative stuff. <laughs> so that's so cool that you've got that, but you've written these, these incredible books. And if you don't mind, let's talk about your first one first, if you don't mind letting people know again, the title and what it's a little bit about, because it sort of segues into the next book, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So living each day, the fortune cookie dip way so I was in New York with a friend and we were he was saying gosh he said some of these we were talking about fortune cookie money he said gosh can you imagine uh if you had to live out one of these mottos and I was like hmm I've got an idea I'm gonna do it for years I literally <laughs> I eat I did eat my I couldn't eat one now because <laughs> you really <laughs> ate fortune cookies for a year and then lived it out <laughs> Yeah, so I, t I literally, I used to take them one every day and I'd live that motto out. And some of them were, you know, there's quite a lot of repetition, I realized, but um, mm -hmm. a lot of wisdom in there as well. And I got so much out of it doing that. I learned so much about myself. And it is mind blowing because I did read the excerpt about the book because Gavin's so amazing he, uh, the PR person yeah. that connects me with these incredible authors that come on my show like yourself and I I didn't realize that you did that because so now I got to ask so the fortune cookies over here in Canada have it's in English and then it's in French on the other side and then there's always numbers on the bottom. So I'm, I'm dying to hear what was on your fortune cookies that oh, you made every day. Well, that you say yeah, you probably can't eat another one for a very long time. Oh, I've got sure. to do a Canadian one, I think, because we didn't have a, I didn't have come across any numbers on the R's. No. Ones, no. They were just a motto. But I did get, I don't know if you have these batchy chocolates in um, Canada. They're, yeah, they're Italian. Uh, yeah. I yes, think I've yes. seen them. Yeah, I yeah. think I've seen them. Mm -hmm. So at one point, I couldn't get any fortune cookies. So I did. So I used those ones instead. And they were fantastic because they were like a, like a very Italian uh, bits of poetry, but like a, a motto. Which So that was that was interesting. So it was just, I really felt I was just being led <laughs> to, to, if I couldn't, if I ran out of um, fortune cookies, then I had those batchy, but I did do it every, literally every single day. And yeah. I'm, I've got so many questions. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> how are you, Odell? Welcome. Okay, so with the fortune cookies, like you, you please, obviously our fortune cookies sound like they're a little bit different. There is a lot of wisdom or positive things yeah. in fortune cookies. So what kind of things or did you find like the, when you ran out? Well, I'll ask this one first because I'm going to be confusing here. I wanted to know the difference between the chocolates and the fortune cookies. Let's start with the fortune cookies. So what kind of wisdom would be on there and how would you live? I'm really fascinated by this. <laughs> and, and how would you live it out? Like, how would you make it so? As, well, as... it'll be things like, uh, they're like, a lot of them, I think, are based on Confucius sayings. Mm -hmm. uh, so it might be something like um, uh, the light shines where you look it's something very some of them quite vague mm -hmm. so i'd then be thinking about that i meditate on it and then literally every day some there would be some link within that or somebody would say something in a conversation and it was it was a bit like uh being a uh, following the clues 
And I really, that's what really taught me is that once you get into that different level, then that different layer of reality, then you start hearing all these messages and you see different, you see things everywhere. Well, that's what I do. The signs and the symbols. Absolutely. Yeah. So now I'm going to ask you before we go into the chocolates, if there, that'd be a quick answer, I'm sure, or maybe not, maybe they were different, but okay. So you said you meditate, which I love, right? Because I think every human being could benefit from meditation. So when you meditated, did you find that you were receiving some type of guidance? Like, was it like, would you consider it your subconscious, your higher self, or did you feel like something else? Definitely. So um, my journey with meditation has been through uh, be still and know that I am God. That was where my introduction to meditation came from. And then, so for me, just having, be able to sit in silence, silence for me washes my brain is the only way I can describe it. (laughs) Not brainwashing, but it washes the brain, right? Yeah. Just again, I, that's what came to me, and then I, I wasn't correcting you, but I thought that's a cool way to describe it. Somebody might think it's brainwashing, but there's a an exact yes. complete difference, but isn't it, there? Yeah, there is a complete difference, but I would say it's like a spiritual brainwashing, so that you are being washed, so that you can really understand, you can see the world through a spiritual lens. So I did a sketch about you know when you go to the opticians and they they go clearer <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah, clear, you know yeah. is it clearer or more cloudy and I was thinking you know we're putting lenses in the whole time which filter are we putting in to look through and for me when I meditate and I'm in that process of of doing it daily it's like the it's like somebody's uh, cleared my vision and I can see clearly through my glasses and it just gives me a greater insight it's like the veil has been lifted that makes sense you're you're speaking uh, my language basically many people i know in the chat too but a lot of people think that meditation is just for spiritualist or spirituality and and they don't realize that professional athletes professional musicians probably such as yourself um ceos anybody because we're all taught that the brain that we think of i really don't like this term but it's used in the spiritual world which is the monkey mind they call it right what we think runs the whole show but it doesn't your your higher self your subconscious whatever you want to call it it's on all the time right that's when you want to connect but it almost speaks a different language doesn't it it does indeed and i think um and that all also leads led me into like vibrations and then picking up on the different vibes and making me more aware and just sort of listening to that inner voice within me which never lets you down but never, never lets you down never. But, Sometimes we can like it. No, I don't really want to listen to it today. But you know, <laughs> but you, you know, know what happens. So okay. So like as I said at the beginning of the show with the paranormal, and we've had an extreme experience. We shared it on the travel channels, uh, paranormal survivor, and we always say we never went looking for the paranormal. It found us, and it's a very strange, profound experience. But I don't think I'd be doing today what I'm doing. 
had I not gone through it. So, you know, and when you need that clarity is where I'm going with it, you have to quiet the brain. And people will say, well, how do I hear that voice? I can't hear that voice. I can't hear that voice. Or I can't hear my guides. You'll hear your angels or whatever it may be, right? But do we ever really learn how to quiet the mind or to, you know, and where I was going with that at the beginning, my mind's always going 10 miles faster than my mouth even. But what I'm saying is we've never been taught to follow this or to quiet the mind. And then once we do, and we make that connection, we realize, holy cow, I've had this my whole life. Yeah. Did you find that too? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I feel more than ever now that <clears throat> the peace that I get when I'm at, in that zone, mm-hmm. that is the most precious thing in my life. Because it never steers us wrong. That's the thing, right? And for people that with mentoring and stuff, and I'll tell them, you know, you don't have to be sitting on top of a mountaintop in the lotus position (laughs) for hours. And people say, well, I can't quiet my mind. Well, you you know, it's it's the old saying, I think it was uh, Henry Ford had said years years and years ago, the designer of the, I think it was the Etzel. And he said, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're going to succeed. So what I always say to people, if you're not able to actually focus on your breathing and quiet the mind, there's so many different other kinds of meditations out there. So I'm going to say hi. Let me say, we've got a new person here. We've got a good comment. We've got a new people here. So Melissa Blythe says, hello, this is my first time here. Welcome. Hi, um, Melissa. I'm going to read Kevin's comment too. So Marshall says it gets me when the television re- it gets me when the television repeats words while I'm talking to someone interesting. Okay. <laughs> so Kevin has a point here and he said looking for the clues for these mottos. It's kind of like being open to synchronicities, signs Absolutely. and such. What do you think? Absolutely. That synchronicity is just and serendipity. They're just that's so important in my life having those synchronicities. And I feel if I have those, then I think I'm in flow and I'm like, right, you're in the right path. Well, yeah, but that's like all the things you're saying, like when you're, and and I always tell people, you know, using the gifts that, that, that I am aware of right now, I'm no better than anybody else. Everybody has these gifts. I think it's just being, you said a really important uh, term there that I think you said vibration or frequency, and it's being able to quiet things down and start to tune into it. And then when you really start to understand that there is no such thing as a coincidence. And I always say to people, you know, once they make that connection, but they don't believe it, for example, I think it's in their imagination. I always say, why don't you just try following it, even if it's just for an hour, you know, yeah. and then build up. Did you find that or did you just, uh, how did you build the trust is where I'm going with that? Um, I think it's because I suddenly realized if I do do that, just life just falls into place and mm-hmm. that just makes just life more magical. And I do believe that we have, su- it's, it's such a magical world we live in uh, but we have to be open to it and we have to follow the signs and um and enjoy that journey and that path and and I've been through some difficult times in my life but I have to say that had I not have them they've had such richness to my life and I had to pass through that in order to be able to we in this part of my journey 
hard as it was. But now I wouldn't. I, at times I used to think I wish that had never happened. But now I think that actually it was the blessing that that happened. I can now see it really That's was. what I always say. And many of us go through a lot of, my, I have a theory. I, have a, I believe in reincarnation. I think we mm -hmm. are an eternal soul that's just having yeah. a human experience, right? And I always say to people, and I know you've just shared what you've shared. I say through some of the most difficult times in my life where you just couldn't believe this was happening. And then, you know, it might take some time but when you look back, you get to see the whole picture. Like this had to happen so I could be where I am now, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And those three years we've just been through, had that not happened, I wouldn't be here talking to you. I would never have picked up my pencil and mm -hmm. started sketching. Well, let's and get into, I was still dying to ask you more things, but I think because this, um, the first book, sort of segue into the second except like you said in your your intro you hadn't picked up a pencil since you were 13 years of age so how did the second book simply be more come into being and let's let people know that it's sketches right that you've mm -hmm. done with the wisdom yeah yeah mm -hmm. so they're just very simple um this is so it's, it's just a little book but it's we, behind us, your cover. I am a little sneaky. Yeah. I will tell people I'm going to reveal one of my secrets with authors when I have them on. Yeah. If I can, I take the cover from their book and put it as a background and the banner because to me, and I, oh, I'm just going to say it. There's no better way to say it. If somebody's, say, perusing a bookstore or online, they come across your book, maybe, and they say, where have I seen that picture before, right? It goes, it, it, it triggers a different part of the mind. I figure it can't hurt. And it's such a beautiful cover. So go Thank ahead, you. please show it again. So, yeah, so it's just, uh, yeah, so it's little, so it's a little sketch every day that I did for 100 days. And I'll tell you how. And they're just, they've got little words around it to inspire, hopefully. Um. So Very talented. Those are beautiful drawings. <laughs> Thank you. So it so I was asked to join a life coaching course with an amazing man called Chaddy Cooper. Okay. And um he set us a task which was to do something we hadn't done since a child for a hundred consecutive days. Right. And because I am one of those people who likes to do challenges, this just like keyed into everything. Challenge that, accepted. I know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> but then I was and I was like, well, what am I gonna do? What haven't I done? And then in the back of my mind, I could remember that um my art teacher at school said to my parents she should not be giving up art but I was really stubborn and I didn't want to do it because I found it too frustrating mm -hmm. so as first possible opportunity I gave her art but I still had this in my in my mind and in my yearbook when I left school at 18 it said my, my art teacher said I still say you should never have given up art so this was sown sown little seed mm -hmm. and um so I decided I would do a sketch every day now during that period three years ago um started three years I was we were allowed to run uh we were allowed to do exercise outside for a certain amount of time and I'd got into running and that I feel is like a form of meditation that's meditate that's meditative 
completely absolutely absolutely. and I was in the beautiful countryside and I was listening to loads of podcasts and I was like really getting in the zone and and I was like listening to Oprah every day and just listening reading so much meditating I was in like it was in a great place for me and I was having all these ideas and so I'd get an idea I'd get home and I'd sketch it and like about a week in we had a life coaching session we had them once a week and I'd just been sharing with the group my sketches and the people from all around the world and there was a just happened to be an amazing literary agent called Deborah Jacobs and oh. at the at, at the and on the course and she said Claire I want to challenge you to send these to a publisher and I went are you crazy? You know, I've only done, I've only done seven. And she was like, you got to do it. You just trust me. So she said, um, send it to John Publishers. So, so I, I emailed them and I said, these are the first, I think it was like, what, by the time I decided to pluck up the courage to do it, it was like 10, first 10 sketches. I'm going to do one every day for a hundred consecutive days. And they've all got, well, they could see, that there were words around them. And I said, this is what, what do you think? Anyway, wrote literally within 24 hours, they wrote back and they, they had offered me a book on the I contract. Was, that is, I mean, it just blew my mind. I was like, it blew my mind so much that I didn't, I didn't respond until I'd gone to the next session. And they said, well, what happened? What happened with the- What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they were like, this is just amazing. And so I, but I was like, but you haven't seen the rest of the sketches and the publisher said, we believe in this and we know you'll do it. Mm-hmm. It is, so what, if I can do this and I just think to myself, how many other gifts do we all have in ourselves? And we're just waiting to be uncovered mm-hmm. and, we, and we just have to go for it. And that's the excitement in our life. So there's so much, especially today, you know, if you get to a certain age, it's like your life is over. But I have literally, so I, part of my show now when I travel around the world, I do a little section on the on um, my book. And this lady came up to me at the end and she, she said, Claire, I'm 77 years old. And I just knew I had more into, in me that I need to discover. And you've inspired me to take up the ukulele. And I was like, my job is done. well that's just it right like I I know people and I don't I always say it's not my job to judge but to me age is just a number so I'm 58 I'll be 59 in August and I don't I don't hide it because I think you know we have to stop worrying about what other people think of us because that is our biggest detractor from going and playing the ukulele until we're 77. Absolutely. And working in palliative care, and I've said this so many times on the show, people probably get tired of hearing it, but um, as a nurse, and I hurt my back seriously, so I won't be able to go back to active nursing, but I still use nursing every single day. Mm-hmm. And um, in my career early on, I worked in the NICU, maternal newborn, and labor and delivery. And I always say I've been so blessed to be there at the beginning of life hundreds of times. But where I found my true calling, and if I could go back, and I haven't given up on it, is just needing to get the back fixed in some way. And it's a terrible name. It's a death doula. But my reason why I say this is I feel so incredibly honored to have been asked to be there 
as my patient chose to transition from here, as I call it, back home. Yeah. And the things that we see and we witness, and I can tell you, I always say this, you know, and you look as nurses, right? We meet people from the wealthiest to the poorest of the poor. Not one person ever said, I wish I made more money, mm-hmm. you know, or it, it was the only regrets they would usually have were what they didn't do like waiting for retirement maybe or waiting when I lost that last 30 pounds or, you know, I didn't, the one thing I wish I had done was told everybody how much they mean to me and how much I love them because they were living on borrowed time still here. So that's the beauty in it. Right. And I think we limit ourselves and think, well, you know, I'm going to be 70 or 80 or who cares? Live it to the fullest because tomorrow's not promised. Right. Absolutely. And we, we just, we have no idea what skills we and gifts we have within us unless we try. Well, I always say too, that, you know, again, even speaking about these gifts of being intuitive, how many people say, I'm going to trust my gut, or I know it. I know this, I don't know why I know it, but I know it to my core, or there's so many things like that out there. And when you look at it, where I'm going with this is, you know, intuitive gifts, I think it's the same way or any kind of gifts. Okay. Whether you're a musician, you could be a musician. You don't know that you're a musician unless you try or whatever that may be. But there's going to be one thing that I think we're really, really good at. All of us have this special talent. That doesn't mean that you can't put a little effort and a little time into something and discover what other gifts you have. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to say hi to Michelle. She's over in Australia. Welcome. Oh, probably get ready for work. She usually pops in before work. She says living on borrowed time or living out their life. I think she was adding a comment to what I had said earlier. I do want to express my condolences. Kason Lee says, hi, guys. My mom was also a nurse. She passed away lately. And I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss, wow. Kason. And very grateful that you're here with everybody here tonight. But thank you for sharing that with us. I have to ask you the cover is beautiful so what how did you choose what one to use for the cover that's really interesting so um the phoenix just really spoke to me um (laughs) and the motto is just like a phoenix I rise again and that's just it you know because I love my Angelou as well and she knows she was and so I rise you know and I just it, that's it and that's what we were just saying out of the act because actually the they didn't actually put this but on the bottom it was all like ashes and embers and in like the bits of the ashes it had things like uh, things that happened to me like divorce and always <laughs> all these different things and uh, and it just re- and for me when I drew that it just reminded me that out of those ashes you know this beautiful phoenix has has arisen and it reminds me that every day, uh, you know, no matter what's happened the day before, every day when that sun rises, it's a new start. And I have a new chance for a, to start. It's a blank slate again to try and just make a difference and simply be more. So, okay, so let's talk about this then. So, no, I love the way this book was described. So, and I, I believe both of them together you had talked about changing, I think, in fear to 
no further, we're always going to have a bit of fear, but how was that life changing for you? Like how did following the hundred first hundred days and then this hundred days, like such a simple question, how did it change your life? It's not a simple question, but if you're comfortable sharing. Yeah, sure. I think, think, so you touched on it earlier saying, you know, we all care about what people, well, I, I certainly. We all do. We all do. Yeah. About, and you know, it's something I still have to work on daily but it's learning actually I'm okay and I'm following my own path and my path is okay and yeah it may not be what you consider to be mainstream or how how you would live your life but this it works for me Mm -hmm. and that and being true to myself I think that's probably what both books the most taught me is to be true to myself and to thine own self be true I think is one of the most important mottos I had a mentor and I, like I say, I share a lot of these things many times, depending the a guest I'm having on or if I'm doing a show myself and years ago. And they said to me, what other people think of you is none of your business. And I said, what do you mean? It's none of my business. Of course it's my business. I don't want people to think awful things about me. I get it now, but I think you said it so beautifully. And I've even said this about other people about things people go through you know some people say well that that's nothing well to that person that's everything what they're going through right absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely and you know um there's that beautiful japanese um kintsugi the the that vase where they it's if they break a vase they then yeah and they have like the gold put in where the cracks are and you know what? Roll again, right? Yeah, and and I think that I think about that a lot, and I think because that's just makes it just shows beauty. If just shows how it can still it's still so beautiful. And also, and um, there was a thing on um, Facebook a few days ago, and it was this picture of a a lady, and she had loads of wrinkles, and she had a real face that had told a story. Mm-hmm. And I think you know when I started seeing my lines going I was like tell me about it (laughs) but you know what that's every time I've empathized with somebody or I've felt something deeply that's Mm -hmm. that's my life and they and that is part of who I am and Mm -hmm. I don't want to change that I just want no, to know you have to remind yourself, right? Because you're my, and I actually, my son's going to be oh God, 20, my eldest is going to be 29 in July. And I remember when he turned 25 and I said, okay, so you're 25 today. Do you feel like you're 25? Or are you still feeling like you're maybe 15, 18? And he said, yes. And I said, well, when you get to be my age, and your mind still thinks you're back in your 20s or, you know, early 30s. And then, you know, you look in the mirror and you got to remind yourself, right, that aging gracefully and embracing it all, because it does tell a story. It does. It does. And your story. <laughs> absolutely. And yeah, I just I love that. And and also about I have, there's a sketch I did about and it's a jug. Oh, please share. I'd be happy if you're good because, um, yeah, let people have a peek or if you've got some wisdom to share. We're not reading the whole book. You guys got to go out and get it because look at it. It'd be, well, we're going to talk a little bit about why you would want this book because I think it could be very helpful. Yeah. So this is the picture one. Uh, Oh, there's the the Dalmatian. No, that's the wrong one. Dalmatian. I'm doing this rubbish here. 
I'll have to ask you can see it. Okay, the pit, it's beautiful. Pit. Okay, so the Dalmatian one is just like a Dalmatian, be lovable in 101 ways. Oh, <laughs> and Ricky the Jackson? Yeah, the Jack says, just like a picture, I am constantly open to being emptied and filled to overflowing. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Avey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. So do you think, did you channel these or it just... I have, to say, I have to say, I think, I don't know where they came from, but they came from, they came from, yes, probably chat. I think I, so. I would think, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you, obviously, because it was your experience, but, you know, and they're not a lot of words, but they're powerful. Yeah, and, and actually, when I was, I was on the plane um, going to my last contract, and I, and I sketched this, and I just had it made up, and I'm, because of what's going on in the world. Oh, my goodness. That's and so it's beautiful. In our hearts in our homes and in our world. And I just think, I don't know where it came, comes from because I'm, I'm, I'm not an artist, but they just they came I through. I think you are an artist. I work on <laughs> an artist. <laughs> I think um, it's that emptying thing. You know, we, and also we can't serve. You can't serve from an empty jug and Absolutely. we have to keep on, you have to keep on looking after us. I never understood until earlier this year about the analogy I, I kind of got it the analogy on the airplane you put the oxygen mask yeah, you're reading my mind again we were doing that I think just before and then yeah, <laughs> I, I, what I was just thinking it's so true isn't it we have to look after ourselves if anybody out there who's thinking oh my goodness you know just honestly you you cannot serve others unless you serve yourself I want to tell because I forget most of our audience over 80% is, is listening. So when Cher, um, sorry, when Claire, my, I was thinking when we're sharing the picture of that Claire did, it's the most incredible drawing of a dove. And it almost looks a bit like a heart. I'm not doing it justice <laughs> with the words, but it's got peace beautifully woven within the drawing. So it's absolutely gorgeous. I forget because, you know, we're, we see each other. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, well, what were they looking at? <laughs> I see we've got, a, we've got a question here. Yeah, I, I can read it for you if you want to. You can read it. It's up to you. It's from yeah. Nicole. And she says, and Nicole says, today I've been wondering about my why. What is my purpose? Or can we have more than one purpose? I believe we can. That makes me realize I can try other things besides. Oh, my goodness, Nicole. 
go for it. She's yeah. incredible. She works with young children and um, that's that takes such a gift to work yeah. with young children. And I got to agree with you because, and I'm glad that that's inspiring, Nicole, and I hope it is for other people. Hi, Ken Stockler. And hi, Michelle. Michelle had a pop off. I already said, I bet you she's going to head off to work because she usually listens while she's getting ready. She said, have a fantastic show. Hopefully I can catch a full live show. I am planning you guys, just so you know, Christmas night. I think I am going to do a show because it uh, depends what we do for dinner. But um, I've been through a divorce. <laughs> so um, I, if my ex-husband, who I'm still on good terms with, with having two children, if he wants the kids for dinner or whatever, I work around him. But it's pretty quiet around here is what I'm saying. So um, I'm planning on hopefully doing a live show that night. He said, sorry, I was driving, Ken. That's okay. We're glad you could join us. Now, back to this idea here, Nicole. Um, and I'm going to share with you what I've always thought might help. And I'd love to hear your thoughts, Claire. But I always say to people, yeah, we do have more than one purpose and one gift. And people say, well, I don't, I don't know what that is. And I always say to them, think back to what brings you joy. And if you don't know, and it's kind of similar to what you shared at the beginning of the show, go back to your childhood. What brought you joy? What were you good at? What did you maybe always want to be, but you never did it for whatever reason? And I'd love to hear your thoughts. What kind of advice have you got for people? Um, I think another way is to think about what when you're doing something and you can't lose all sense of time, that's a really good indicator. <laughs> what's 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 going to work for you um because mm -hmm. then if you if you have no sense of time and you, because you're just so in the moment that that's a and if you can then make it into a career then that's mm -hmm. the best I like that too, because right in a way, even though it's not what you think about, and I'm going to probably, I always give credit where it's due. So I will, <laughs> because I think that's a really great perspective that I hadn't thought of that. You're right. When you are lost in something where you lose time because you're so engrossed and it's that interesting and enjoyable, right? What better way to earn a living if you can turn it into a career? Yeah, Confucius said, find a job you love and then you'll never work a day in your life. Yes, yeah. I always told, well, my youngest um, has severe autism. So he's very much like with no disrespect, like that precocious age of a five to seven year old. So he does find joy practically in every moment. He still plays with toys and enjoys, you know, Christmas, all the traditions and Santa and the whole bit, right? But my eldest, especially, well, I did say it to both of them differently, but my eldest especially find something you love and you love going to work. It's never a chore. I mean, some days you might not have such great days, but on the whole, and you're right, you're not really ever working, are you? You're going to play and have fun. Yeah, I think that's another thing. One of the things that we learned in the life case coaching course I did was to try and make everything as playful as possible and that's keying into the childhood again isn't it but I think it's so important because 
you know, again, many of these things we don't learn as a child. I see the owner of our network, Joe Montaldo. Are you popping on here, Joe Montaldo, or just popping in to say in the background that he's the owner of our network? I'll see if he pops in. He might be just typing me a message. Um, where was it going with this? I, you know what? Kaysen's asked a question. He says, do either of you enjoy the DMT art by Alex Gray? Now, I'm going to be honest. I have not seen that. Are you familiar with that work at all? I am not. I need to I need to Google this. Yes. I don't think I've heard of it before either, Kaysen, or you're certainly welcome to, to send a picture mm -hmm. uh, on Messenger to me if you want on Facebook. Um, I'd love to see it. For people that aren't... Oh... <laughs> Okay, well, I didn't give you your shout out. I usually shout Joe out every time I do a show because his name comes up invariably. So Claire, this is Claire Langan from um, the UK that, and Joe Montalto is in the background. He is the one that's provided this incredible space for all of us oh. hosts here to have our shows on. That's why we're broadcasting out of New Orleans because it's right there where Mr. Smiley, you can kind of see him. You guys can't see him, but we can. <laughs> So back to the question you asked. I think it's a good question, uh, Kaysen. Uh, DMT, and please, oh, that's a big, long name, dimethyl, tri, blah, blah, blah. But what it is, is it's our bodies make it naturally. And they're finding a lot of people are starting to experiment with it. It creates a bit of a hallucinogenic experience i guess and again our bodies make it naturally but some people will utilize it and again have access talents they didn't know uh the other things are a lot of them have a lot of experiences and a lot report a lot of spiritual experiences so it, i'm dying to see what his artwork looks like yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely uh-huh uh, hang on, we've got Nicole here. She says, sometimes we focus on one thing and think that it's the um, end all to, or be all, especially in this busy world. Did you find that too, Claire, with your willingness? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I also just felt, yeah, so absolutely, that's so true. And, you know, I, I felt that I was a flute player. That's re and really the only thing I was destined to be i tell you something else that happened two years ago um mm -hmm. i've worked for as a so i do all different types of performing and i have over for over 20 years i've performed as a flute player for people living with dementia um, oh wow because music, yeah music's the last part of the brain to go Absolutely. and so um the founder of the charity uh, non-profit in the uk uh, called lost chord asked me if I would take over from her to transition from the period we've just had for three years, uh, mm -hmm. transition, take that transition period, because in the UK, all the care homes were shut down, you know, oh, yes. with the lockdown. So it was a really interesting, and I was like, how can I possibly do this? I have nothing, I'm not a CEO, I don't know anything about this, how can I possibly do it? And you know what, the, the had I not written this book, I would never have, I would have just said that to the founder of the charity, you're absolutely crazy. I haven't have any of the skills to do this. I can't possibly do it. But because I'd written a book called Simply Be More, mm -hmm. I knew that when I was asked to be more, I had to take that, I had to do it. And 
I knew that if I took that leap of faith, I would then be given the skills with which to fulfill the task at hand. So I did that for two years. The last two years I just finished in what October. A gift. What a gift. So did you find then, so how did you, okay, okay so you took the leap into simply being more or being more, right? Mm -hmm. And then you didn't know where you were going to go with this or how it was going to work out so how did you recognize the people did they just fall into place these people were there signs were there symbols or yeah, how did that work for you for people say, listening because people going well how do I know mm -hmm. so yeah absolutely so I think there was this there was this underlying feeling that I had just had to do it and I had to listen to that still small voice of calm within me but I had to be aware, I had to do the meditation in order to be able to hear it. But it was just like a nagging, you, you've got to do it, you've got to do it. And you can't have written a book about being more and then not live live what you're, you have to practice what you preach, you know? Um, and I always say that I got to walk the walk of the talk of the talk that I do. <laughs> Absolutely. I know, I know. And it's like that little thing I said, hey, hang on a minute. Is that is that in alignment? And like being in alignment as well. That's the uh, that's quite True. a challenge, but you know. So was it? So was it in the value in alignment with my values, my core values, and my purpose? And actually, it was amazing how I found that actually we have so many transferable skills that we just don't realize. And once again, it's about limiting ourselves to being thinking we're one thing. But if you're a freelance musician, you have so many different skills. Any freelancer. You, you you naturally have these things and they're transferable as well. But it's having that self-belief as well and also helping, asking for help from people and people want to help and people want to um, guide you. And yeah, so it was a really privileged time to do that. Well, I think you touched on an important point, right? It's hard for a lot of people to ask for help. Right. And then where I was going to go with this. And then we started off in a different direction. But I think you made a good point about, you know, refilling that picture or, or vase vase, uh, because I find I know when I grew up right for at least maybe just my own family. But I ran into a lot of people that have been told it's selfish to think of yourself first. And that's not quite what we're saying here, though. Right. A lot of us are very good at giving but we're not good at receiving. And I always say we live in a duality here, right? There's light, there's dark, there's good, there's bad. Mm -hmm. So and if you want to call it the universe, you want to call it God, you want to call it source, you want to call it whatever it is, right? So if you're always giving, 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 that picture come get it gets depleted. So you have to be, you know, fill it up for yourself in any way that I always say brings you joy, brings you happiness, makes you feel good. And especially I find a lot of people, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, very good at giving, but not good at receiving. Like maybe a friend calls you up. It's not your birthday. It's nothing special. Maybe they know you've just been having a difficult time. They say, hey, I want to take you out to this nice restaurant for a uh, really nice dinner, my treat. What do most of us say? Oh, oh, okay, I'll go. But no, no, you don't have to pay for me. No, right? Yeah. So that you got to, it was a gift. So you got to start realizing that most people, not everybody, but most people, like you say, either, I think it's who we attract to by what we put 
out. So if you've got a good friend that offers that, they usually don't have an ulterior motive. They're doing it because they care, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's brilliant what you've just said. Uh, I think one of the things which really struck me a few weeks ago was um, like the golden rule is love thy neighbor as thyself. But it's very, it's interesting the way that sentence is structured. I never thought about it before. It doesn't say love thyself as thy neighbor. It says love thy neighbor as thyself. So he's saying you, you have to love yourself first and then you can love your neighbor. Because there's so many people, right? And I've run into people that maybe want revenge or even they want more money or whether they, like we talked about earlier, you know, they've lost all this weight or whatever it is. And then they're not happy. Or the big one is people are always looking for somebody else to make them happy. And then they're very disappointed when they're not happy when they have it, even in quotations, have it all, because they never learn to start to love themselves and be happy with who they are. Is that something you discovered with the book? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's knowing yourself, isn't it? And being comfortable in your own shoes and, yeah. Well, it goes back to, right, worrying about what other people think of absolutely. us. Absolutely. absolutely. It's still, I'm, I'm really honest, it's still a work in progress for my own self, including learning to love yourself. Like we talked about as we get older, the wrinkles in the mirror. But the other thing is too, right? You got to learn to love it and embrace it. You're not going to change it. I mean, and I'm not being... I'm trying not to be judgmental, but, you know, you see people that try and fight it with surgery and, and many other things. And if that makes them feel good, great. But eventually time does catch up with you as a human being. There's not much you could do about that, could you? No, absolutely. And I, I think it, it's what, well, obviously whatever works for people is, is great. You know, mm -hmm. if that works for them, that's fine. But when I, when I've considered things like that for myself, I just think, well, I want to, am I being true to myself and to my journey? And I can't have um, the journey. I think our faces and our lives tell a, t tell a story mm -hmm. and um, it's all part of who I am. Okay, so this just came to me, and I got to ask your perspective on it. You said, am I being true to myself for my journey? So do you have, do you think, and there's no right or wrong answer, I'm just interested in your thoughts, about where your, where your journey is going or what your journey is? I feel I'm at crossroads at the moment, so. <laughs> Most people are. <laughs> yeah, so I, um, and especially with the, I feel more than ever because we're, we're moving into a new year. Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel it's, it's a time for me to really discern what, what my next steps are and where I'm going to take my life and my career. Okay. Um, when you say career, do you mean having it all, like as a flautist, as an artist, as an author or? Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely, absolutely. And what, you know, 
it's 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 very difficult, especially as a freelancer. You're always like uh, trying to get, make sure you've got a full diary being <laughs> packed in. But actually, it, I think sometimes we just to ha to be able to have that space to think what what what's really going to make me wake up in the morning and be filled with complete joy and want to jump out of bed and just uh, embrace the day. Mm -hmm. so, I hear you. I'm just going to stop for one second. I want to remind people, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to United Public Radio Network, also known as UFO Paranormal Radio Network on 105.3 and 107.7 out of the beautiful city of New Orleans. And don't forget that we have our own TV channel on Roku. How are you going to find that? I said I usually say it at the beginning, and I try and throw it in here a few times. So you're going to sign into the channel store. You're going to look up UFO space, P as in paranormal. There's a drop-down list. We're about the third or fourth one down, and you're looking for UFO. Wow, he's got an itchy nose lately. <laughs> Sorry, it's all these animals in here and it's getting drier with the, the winter. Sorry, I'll start that again. You're going to look up UFO space P as in paranormal. We're about the third or fourth one down on the drop down list. And you're looking for UFO space paranormal radio and United Public Radio Network. And we've got a bunch of shows on the channel there. The Angel Rock doesn't stream there, but we do stream the thing at the foot of the bed on Thursdays. Sorry, we always try and throw that in because we get people just dropping in here. Um, we've got a Facebook user. If you want to let us know who you are, feel free. Um, what you can do, you can sign into facebook.com forward uh, sorry, streamyard.com forward slash Facebook. And you just have to give them permission to use your name and your picture. Or you could just tell us your name if you want. And if you want to stay anonymous, that's okay too, because you're sharing a lot of, everybody's sharing great comments and yeah. a lot of uh, advice here. I'm going to go back a little bit. Nicole had said, um, I give so much that receiving is hard for me. Exactly. Most of us are givers, right? And then she says, I always wonder why saying thank you is difficult for me. Sometimes as a giver, you forget how to receive. What do you find? What do you find for yourself, Claire? I think that's that's so that's so true, and I think it's I. For me, it's like I don't. It's like part of me thinks I don't deserve to receive. That's like, exactly what it is. Or you feel guilty, right? Yeah. Like you feel like yeah. you're taking from someone. Absolutely. That's why it's just the meal, right? Because you know you've got the money to pay for your own meal, and it's almost like, well, what did I do to deserve this? Like. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I find a lot of people are like that, especially women, right? We, we Well, not all women too, but you do feel guilt. I feel guilty if someone wants to pay and I've got the money for it. I don't want someone to go to their way. I know. I, it's really weird, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. really weird. I think it's important to be honest about these things, right? That's why I always, like, I'm, I'll tell you guys, I'm a work in progress. I think we all are. Absolutely. And that's why I asked you when you said your journey, because, sorry, I don't, it must be drawing here. I got my uh, fan on. Hang on. Because for myself, I have, like, I have goals. And, you know, there's things that I want to do. But I don't know if I could say what my journey is. Because I, I guess, I don't know if it comes from being around, I'm not trying to be morbid, but a death and how quickly it can happen as a nurse, 
that I try to just live each day as, as it comes because, but I do have future goals. Like I have three books in the works and there's other things, but I don't know about you. Do you find that time is speeding up in the last yeah. year or two? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. They say it's like, you know, a, a toilet roll. It, it seems to be like, I know, that too. <laughs> And then, and then there's hardly anything left. I'm like, well, how did that happen? But it, absolutely. But it and this year seems to have gone so fast. It's just like a roller coaster, you know, just so quick. But I feel I'm also starting to think about time in a different way. And so it's like already and not yet. And like we, I know that I think so much in in linear time. But if mm -hmm. I think. Um, in sort of vertical time whereas everything's happening all at once so the whole of life and the whole of time is happening concurrently mm -hmm. me that's uh, that that takes me into a different zone and may sound a little bit i just find like i run i'm more busy now then when I was, I had a small child, I was working full time and still, I was, I had set up a nursing program for fellow nurses at our local college. I was teaching that and I was still working casual in the NICU. Like I literally keep, and I've tried, I know how powerful our words, our thoughts and our emotions are. So I've stopped saying, I wish there was 48 hours in a 24 hour day, <laughs> but it just seems there it just seems time just seems to be really speeding up and i think it was aziz and dragon or kevin he said uh definitely time is speeding up more each year so i everybody i talked to feels almost everyone i've talked to has said the same thing i think we have so many more demands on our time like with social media we've got so many well they can be radiators or they can be you know drains you know you can have mm -hmm. depends how you use them but they can suck time away from us or mm -hmm. so it, I, I try and be really conscious about what where I direct my time I'm it, a multitasker so I find what I really do try to do is not all I'm not always successful but I try to stay off social media on the weekends mm -hmm. and give myself I mean I need to be on it with doing the shows and mm -hmm. promoting and answering things so I really try to not go on it very much during the weekend and take yeah. a holiday that's, that's <laughs> well, great that's mm -hmm. great discipline yeah i think it's good to have that time out isn't it because i mean it's funny because we have all these labor saving devices as well don't we now and yet like in my my mom was like you know she's like we have tumble dryers a washing machine you don't have to do you know microwaves and and yet we've got less time than ever <laughs> that's true uh, when you said about the you know the washing machine and the dryer I was just thinking because I, I do follow true crime and have a couple favorite channels and I was absolutely astounded her name is Gisela and she's from South Africa but she has a pretty big channel she's in the Netherlands and it's called Grizzly True Crime and it's not grizzly as in morbid it's grizzly as in grizzly bear oh. and she calls it it's kind of a cool thing that she's built in less than two years but she actually shared on one of her live shows recently because I usually multitask like I'm doing you know working with resin or doing something else and and listening like you had shared earlier when you were starting you know while well, we've been off over the three plus 
years, you were listening to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. And she said, yes, we're looking at getting, she didn't call it a dryer. I forget what she did. And she said she'd never owned one before. And I didn't say anything. They commented, <laughs> how do you live without a dryer? <laughs> and she did just fine. <laughs> um, you know, but if you think about it, though, you know, you'll see people that live in different areas, like say Africa, somebody that has no, doesn't have social media, doesn't have TV, yeah. doesn't have, doesn't, you know, somebody from the outside looking in would think they're, they're poor and they have very little, yet these people seem to be so happy and the family is united. And so maybe they know what's best. Right? I think there could be a lot in that. Mm-hmm. Like you, have you seen those before? Like they'll do documentaries and, yeah. and they're just really happy. And to somebody looking outside, it would be like they have so little. Yeah. And yet, you know, and then you're right, you'll see people that have so much and they're not very happy. That's so true. That's so true. And I found myself like, I'd have like this objective desire, like, oh, I really have to have the next iPhone. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to really revolution. Yeah. You know, I get it. And it's just like a one minute wonder. And so that's where now I'm like really looking for that, that peace and that calm, which that's, that's worth a million dollars. Just that sense of peace and just contentment. So how would you say your life has changed? Because people must have noticed a big change in you, or maybe they haven't. I shouldn't just assume that. But how has it changed things for you writing these two books, especially with picking up the pencil again and the illustrations? Like I said, they really are beautiful. Thank you. Um, it's improved. It's it's improved my confidence, and it's even being here talking to you. Obviously, I can perform a flute show. I can speak to people about music. Mm -hmm. But to actually open up about spiritual things like this, mm -hmm. you know, that's given me so much confidence. I always had it in inside me, but I wouldn't necessarily share it with people, probably because I'd be thinking they'd think I was a little bit sort of eccentric. Now I'm I still careful about... <laughs> You know, you meet people that aren't out of, quote, unquote, the spiritual closet, if you will, for very good reasons, many people will share. Or like you said, and I am careful what I say to people. I, You know, if people ask me what I do, I'll tell them I have a podcast. And when they... <laughs> Like somebody just asked me this recently. I was in a store and there, I, I was talking, I think I was picking up, uh, I forgot what I was, I think I got some new audio equipment or something and we got chit chatting. And then she said, what is your podcast about? And I just kind of, <laughs> and I said, are you ready for this? <laughs> right? So you kind of, and I'm not ashamed of my podcast. I'm very, very proud of it. And I love doing it, both of them. But you have to, in this arena, I think you still have to be careful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, so I think it's just um, having, is confidence is probably what it's brought me and also knowing that I have a choice and everything comes down to a choice I make every everything and I read the book uh, by Dr Edith Egger I don't know if you know it called The Choice and it's probably like the most amazing book I've ever read and everything comes down to a choice mm -hmm. 
you know we have and and that will change the trajectory of our life those choices and so i have to make that decision you know which is going to which is going to bring me closer in alignment to my core values or mm -hmm. take me further away and that's what it's down to we always have a choice, but I've been guilty many times in my lifetime saying, well, I didn't have a choice. Yeah. We always have a choice. It's maybe not the choice we want to make sometimes, right? But we do. And that's very empowering, isn't it? When you realize nobody else really controls me. I, I have the choice to make. Like, for example, you got a corporate job and you got to put a roof over your head, right? I think the last three plus years has proven to many people. And it sounds like with you even writing your books and getting back into, you know, the beautiful drawings that you've created, it kind of forced people to take a look at things differently because people before would have said, well, I don't have a choice. I have to work. I have to do this job. And now that the choice was sort of forced upon many people, they got very creative, didn't they? Like you said, transferring their skills and utilizing them and working for yourself. It, it can be scary, but it's also quite freeing, isn't it? Yes, I think it, it, what the last three years gave us is time and time to think about what we wanted to do and what will, certainly for myself, it gave me a greater understanding of what makes me happy and what doesn't mm -hmm. bring me joy. And that's a word you used earlier is right. What brings you joy? What sparks joy in your life? Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't think about that, right? And because of fear, a lot of us stay stuck in situations because mm. we fear what the alternative might be, right? Absolutely. Got a, I mean, read a, oh, go ahead. Sorry, we're going to say something, Claire. Sorry. Well, there's the, it's feel the fear and do it anyway, obviously within reason. We mm -hmm. have to, but then the, even that, there's different types of fear, isn't there? There's a, 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 lim, a self limiting fear, or there's a real fear which is telling you don't go there or don't do that. So mm -hmm. it's, it's all it's learning to really know yourself. I think that exactly what you're saying to know yourself and a lot the main thing i always find and i say i always hope that i live to till the day that i see this because i always say if if children even from the moment they were conceived could hear you know things like meditation and what other people think of me is none of my business and learning to take care of oneself emotionally psychologically spiritually meditation all of these things i think we'd live in a completely different world absolutely Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think, uh, and lifelong learning as well. I think for so many people, um, the education system that isn't, isn't in the right part of their life. I just said that about a month ago. And it's kind of like an old, old saying, what did they say? Um, what is it? wisdom is it's wasted basically right because we don't have it when we're young we get it when we're older so and the education system who says you can't go back to school I like I think that's so profound and I'm glad that you shared that you met that wonderful lady at 77 years of age always wanted to play the ukulele and because of you it was an inspiration for her to go for it and start start now yeah absolutely just if not now, when, you know? 
Well, that's what people forget. And I always say, I try not to be a fatalist here, but we all do. We're all going to leave here one day eventually. And the thing is, why not now? Right. If you don't have the money, for example, you don't have this or you don't have that. I think you shared some profound wisdom earlier with the fact that we have a lot of skills. We just don't we've never been led to believe that we can use them creatively in a different way. Because I always say I get a lot of people, for example, asking me about my own you know, psychic mediumship and, and all of this other stuff. Well, why don't you have the traditional brick and mortar building? And I always say, why would I? Because what I do is, is energy, right? Everything is energy based and you have the whole world at your feet with the internet versus like I was explaining to you earlier where I live in the middle of Canada, there's a hundred thousand people and why would I do that? That's so self-limiting, right? Though so you have the world in front of you. Why not Why not do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're so privileged to live at this point in history where we have that con- mm-hmm. connectivity. It's incredible, isn't it? I, but a lot of people don't think about that. Like they don't, especially my age group. Like I, I have found probably people from about 40 on up and we have had to be very adaptable. I was having this conversation a month or two ago with a couple of people that when I was little, there a lot of people didn't have a TV or then when we did get one, it was black and white and there was this dial on there and you had two channels. And then eventually, you know, the telephone, it's always funny, I don't know if you've seen these memes out there, I'm sure you have, where people my age will show their teenagers an old rotary dial phone and say, how do you use it? <laughs> It is actually quite funny. And it's, I mean, how are they supposed to know how to use it or use it? And then I try not to do this, but I, I will see it with certain people and say, well, back in my day, we didn't have a cell phone. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> and not even portable phones, right? You had to stretch the cord as far as you could into your bedroom if you wanted yeah. a private conversation and somebody could pick up the other line and listen to your call. And same as then we went from, um, I I mean, it was more in my parents' age, but the eight track with music with these big thick bricks to stick into a machine. And now look at, I mean, mu- how many gigabytes of music oh, no. are carried on a device like this. <laughs> but Amazing. I still find a lot of people don't know how to utilize technology today, especially in the way of the internet. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of fear around it as well, isn't there? People are worried about being mm-hmm. hacked or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, though, I mean, there's so many, I believe there's lots, so many positives to the internet, you Mm -hmm. know, the sharing of knowledge and there's, um, and like on YouTube when you can, we know we were talking earlier about like people living in like a remote village, there's an amazing thing about people who live in like Tibet and Nepal Mm -hmm. and they're living they have nothing but smiles on their faces. You know, they have everything. They have something so many other people have lost, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm reading some of these comments. Like Marshall Martin says, I used to go fishing with a, I'm not quite sure what that is, a bag phone. You have to tell us what that is in the comment. Have you heard of that before? I don't think I have. No. 
Mm-mm. And Case and Lee was uh, going back, but when we were talking about time speeding up, and he said, uh, Terrence McKenna talked a lot about the time acceleration we are going through right now. He called it time wave zero, the final phase that uh, I think it's a thousand, oh, thousands of years of time go by in just a snap of a finger. Mm, I can believe that. So can I, but you know, I again with some of this more spiritual things, so there is no time on the other side. This is a human concept, too. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 I, absolutely. So, I, I don't usually look at these questions, but I thought, hmm, there's because I told you, um, and I know he's amazing, Gavin, to work with, he always sends questions. I don't usually use them, but you really asked, um or whoever I'm, I don't know if you wrote them or he did, but there's some interesting questions in here. I wanted to ask you. Okay. So before we do, Kevin says maybe a walkie talkie and Marshall Martin says the old school cellular phone. I know what you're talking about. The big, huge brick that you came out before the cell phone. Okay. I got it, Marshall. Thank you. So this was fascinating, this question. So it's number four, and it says, if you had to choose one of the hundred images in that book and burn all the rest, what one would you choose and why? Oh, easy, easy. So it'd be the last one, which is. I book. thought you would have said the Phoenix. So this oh, is. Oh, yeah, no, I could do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Tell me your, <laughs> please tell me your original. I just, I shouldn't have said it. I was all excited. I shouldn't so have said it after you did. The last one is, um, I forget that when not everybody can see. You can still share it though. I'll I'll share it though. So it's, it's simply be more you. And then around the heart. So in the center of the heart, it says be more you. And then around the heart are all different things. So it says joyous, fabulous, multi-talented, inspirational, amazing, creative, thoughtful, unique, empathic, um, vulnerable kind brilliant divine gifted generous daring brave spontaneous original loving hopeful positive groundbreaking outstanding exceptional intuitive beacon of light these are all the things the gifts that we have within us and we've just got to let our light shine and be that beacon of light that is powerful and then another question came to mind so the way you laid out the book is that the way you wrote it over the 100 days? Like, for example, page number seven was discovered on the seventh day, or did you put them in a different order for a different reason? No, they were in that. And you can actually see the development through the okay. bit uh, as I just guess, got. Feel free to share anything you, it, it, I, I want people to get a feel for this book because I think it's very powerful. So, um, so the very first one is a simple drawing of a, of a snail. Oh, I love it. And, it. and it says, just like a snail, my home and I are one, a spiral of eternity within me. So that's kind of... Okay, so can you time. explain that for people hearing that a little bit? So a snail has its home on its, within it, on its back. So it's always at home. And it has that spiral. And, you know, we're talking about time. And as you said, in the spiritual world, there is no time. Right. And we have the spiral of eternity within us. See, no, I would have taken that a different way. That's why I wanted you to, if you could oh. share with them. Because my home and I are one. 
And I was yeah. like, how would people look at that with your home and themselves being one? So I love what you meant by that sharing it that's why we come on talk about these books right <laughs> yeah i mean it's very it's yeah i mean it's just one page but actually i'm i've been doing the last month i've been doing like a whole marie kondo re rejigging of the house and it's been so brilliant because your environment is just so important and obviously the snails his home is like quite it's like quite he can't really do that much with it. It's <laughs> but we we have aren't carrying our homes on our backs. Mm -hmm. But we it's so important that our environment that we live in that it's true space that can nurture our spirit and our well being. And so if it's chaotic, I my goodness, my it, it feels chaotic to me if my home is chaotic. Whereas if I can have it nice and ordered and I can find things easier, then I can be more in flow, which is where I can be at peace and where I'm calm. And then I can resonate more. I can be in the right vibration. And then I can have more synchronicity and more serendipity happening around me, if that makes sense makes total sense and um marshall martin says it's needed now your book thank you for saying oh, that bless you marshall thank you okay so you use some terms there if there was somebody that was just tuning in that had never heard anything about and i don't i hate to slap a label of spirituality on it because it isn't really but it's a powerful thing that you said so if you had to put that all into a niche really simply how, like, would you say maybe by living in a place of peace and joy, basically, I'm just asking you, like, peace and joy, that basically your home is your sanctuary, and when it's not, right, yeah. your whole life reflects it, basically, is what I was trying to say for people hearing that. What do you think? Or would you, you probably, you have such a way with words, so I'd love to hear what you're saying. <laughs> I think you expressed it perfectly. Yes, it's a your it's an outward reflection of. I think quite often, your home environment can be an outward reflection of your inner environment, and so for us to be, um, to have that organized structure, uh, and just that I find sometimes when I've got loads of clutter around, my mind feels cluttered. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think that's why I love the, like the Japanese, you know, that sort of Zen Marie, Marie Kondo. Yeah. Where does it, I, I just thought of that. I don't know why, but when she's, that was a big thing a few years back, right? When you were trying yeah. to clutter, does it bring me joy? And I think she had a tie. I never read the book, just seeing what I'd seen out there. You only had so many seconds to look at it. And then, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I, what I loved about that book is that, you you picked up the thing and you said you know is it sparking joy in me now and yes you know is it resonating with me has it served its purpose and maybe it has and you say and you thank it you say thank right. you so much and then let somebody else have it in their life I think that I, it's been really really therapeutic but I think it's something we've probably done for millennia it's like with the seasons we have a you know a clear out and there's like the spring clean or the and I think it's really good to, you know, we're not, we, we should develop in our lives and something that served us five years ago isn't necessarily going to serve us now. Do you know where I have a hard time? Actually, I'm glad we brought this up with that, with that particular way of thinking. And I love it. 
and it works like with clothing and things like that. I'm a, a creator and crafter and I know mm -hmm. you're a fellow one. Okay. So in the crafting world, cause I do so many different things, right? I do resin, I do sculpting, I do drawing and painting and I do flower arranging and jewelry and a whole bunch of different things. And I find that I build what's called our stash, they'll call it, right? So even though I haven't used something, say in a year or two, I have found so many times when the creativity mood strikes, which is usually daily, I can go to my stash and I know where it is and it might I might not have used it ever and it's been there for five years, but it's there. So I wonder how you how you would apply it to something like that. Well, if you have the space and then that's that's great and absolutely but if it's all organized and you know where it is it's when for me i can only speak personally when i can't find the things and it just then i'm it just getting like, at that point so that's on my to-do list over the holidays and in the yeah. new year definitely and then so you can always access it i think that just really it, and also they it's about habit forming as well because they were saying i was reading about how if you if you want to be a better runner, then you need to put your sneakers, your trainers out the night before and your socks and your gym mm -hmm. kit so that you can just get it on straight away and you know where it is because anything that's going to delay you is going to say, oh, actually, <laughs> I'm wasting too much time. I'm not going to go today. I'll go tomorrow. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> Pass on that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just making everything as easy as possible. And as, as far life's going to throw curveballs at us anyway so we what we can control we should do within our environment mm -hmm. yeah I agree 100 percent so I'm gonna look at this okay so what is your wish for your books you know it's just so incredible to to be having a conversation about my book it's just so I just feel so I'm so blessed to have to be here. So my wish now book is having you here. I'm having a great conversation with you. So <laughs> thank you for coming on. Thank you. It's just you know, if one person takes takes something away from this and it makes them realize what an incredible human they are and what they are, they are limitless. And the only limits are the limits we put on ourselves. If anybody just has that experience thinks has one of these pictures resonate with them and think you know what I'm just looking it says just like a candle I shine my light in the darkness if somebody thinks you know what I'm gonna take a leap of faith I'm gonna say something and be the light in the darkness if they do that because they were inspired by reading that on that particular day then that the job is the job's the book's job is done you know I love it. And I love that you picked that passage because especially with the holidays coming up for people, and I've already run into a few people that are going to be, that's another reason why I say I believe, you know, lots of times, obviously people spend time with their family and stuff. And I do, but I find in the evening, especially say if it's Christmas, right? Dinner's done and everybody's just sort of sitting around but a lot of people don't have anybody or maybe they celebrate a different holiday and it's such a depressing time so let's hang out together right let's get together or 
The other thing that I've been seeing, I love this podcast out there. It's called the Next Levels, uh, Next yeah, Next Level Soul Podcast. It's on YouTube. He used to be. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. It sounds great. He, he used to be. Well, I guess he probably still might, but he was a Hollywood director, and his name is Alex Ferrari, and he kept feeling this calling to do this podcast and it's so incredible because i'm fascinated right now by trance channelers like i love to hear the messages when they go into trance mm. it doesn't even have to be some don't some pop in some pop out but the words that we're hearing from them or they're just so empowering and positive and it is the person, but it's not. They're being the channel, obviously, to be spoken through with whomever they, they channel, right? But he also has near-death experiencers in there. He has life coaches. He's had people like Billy Crystal on and people he's wow. worked with in Hollywood. And there's such, um, there's such a variety of different people sharing their experiences. And it's so empowering. But where I was going with this is, and it didn't come from this podcast, but it was around this time when I discovered it was back in the summer. And, you know, somebody was talking about their life review with a near-death experience. Some people have them, some people don't, right? Everybody's experience is very unique, just as their experience on Earth is usually quite unique, right? And they were talking about the life review and how they were expecting some of the really big things that they had done in their life, like they would be there for people who've heard of a life review may not know what that is. As I understand it, I, I had an NDE as a toddler. So I get flashes kind of back and of what happened, but I don't remember it as well. Say my co-host David on Thursdays who had one six years ago, but it was the little things. And for a life review, you basically get to experience everything you pretty well did in your life from the perspective of the other person, how they were affected. So the big positive things this person had said that they expected, that was not it. It was a little tiny thing. I think they had helped an elderly person put their groceries in the car and they got to experience it from her perspective. Like she hadn't been around human, any human beings in a long time. She had nobody to go home to. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So your book in a way right? It sounds almost like every page could almost be a book. Like we picked the snail and look at how much came out of that discussion. Now, would could you say that like every page you could almost write a book? Oh, well, I, I think so. But for me, absolutely. They're like a, a springboard, you know, like a meditation. Like when you were talking about the light, that's where I was going with it, right? So the opportunity where I'm going with the holidays, sorry, I started to say it and I started thinking and going ahead here. So with the, with the holidays coming along, I think it's so important, you know, say, like, I'll be honest, yesterday I had to go pick up some Christmas presents and it was almost closing time. You could tell it was a new clerk. Some lady, I'd been waiting in line for 15 minutes at one end and she just jumped in front of me with an eye whole armful of things and I was really frustrated and I was starting to feel angry and I literally heard spirits say remember walk the walk of the talk of the talk that you give so I realized I needed to give this new person patience because I've been there before we all have and I thought you know what 
and I think this is something else spirit gave me when my son was young and there was a lot of challenges and I used to always say if it doesn't make any difference 10 years from now let alone 10 minutes from now pick your battles and let it go right so that's yeah. what I kept telling myself yesterday yeah <laughs> it make any difference like so what like I was frustrated and angry in the moment. So that's where I'm going with this by what you just said. <clears throat> Give people the gift of your patience or your time or checking in on people that are alone. Hey, how are you doing? I was thinking about you. That's spreading the light, right? Yeah. And you know what? You know, I showed, shared with you my peace um, sketch that I did. That's um, so beautiful. So it's really interesting that um, so... I've had it made into like a Christmas card and there's, I've had two, three people this year I've had challenges with. And I think it's, as I've grown, I've realized that people <coughs> have, we teach, we teach people how to treat us and we teach people their expectations that they have of us. So when you change and when you grow, some people don't want to, don't want that new version of you do they that happens a lot <laughs> no, so. when you change and, and you grow yeah mm -hmm. and I've so I've sent I wrote three cards today to people because I felt I couldn't have I couldn't draw that sketch so I couldn't walk the walk the walk and not do the talk the talk mm -hmm. uh and I wrote the I wrote because there's an olive branch on it. So I wrote the card with peace in my heart. And it's just I wanted to have the closure, but I wanted to acknowledge the great um, gifts that they brought into my life and um, the great times. And you know what? I use, I have in my life, I've wanted to have people with me the entire, to want to keep them. It's like, Everybody I've met in my life wanted to ha always have them right through until my last day. But I realize now that some people come with you on your journey for a mm -hmm. part of the journey and then they leave and that's okay. <laughs> I don't yeah, have to okay. follow them and drag them back. If they don't want to be with me, that's okay. Well, it's not even I think that they don't want to be with you. I've I've tried to look at it too that because I think that we make agreements with people before we come into our lifetime right oh I like that. and so what happens is I just tell myself and don't get me wrong I don't give up on people um easily but I try and tell myself that maybe that part of our co our contract's been fulfilled our agreement's been fulfilled oh. and I send you nothing but love peace and joy and you know, I don't think we're meant to be together with everybody, all just what you said. And I've even said that, you know, it's a fine line between the, how we talked at the beginning about, you know, we're very, a lot of people are good at giving, but not receiving. And then there's a fine line with boundaries because it's so, it's okay to have boundaries. And a lot of us don't have boundaries when we're givers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you, that's nice that it's almost like it's, it's finishing things, right? Like you said, if, if you sent these cards and sent them out and it's, and I love what you said that maybe they don't want to be with me, but again, going back to, we always have a choice. It's okay for us also to set a boundary, right? That I, I, I just can't do this anymore.
or maybe you no longer vibe together, if you will, now that you've been growing and changing, it's okay. Cause a lot, I notice a lot of people have a lot of issues and a lot of trouble with that, right? They always say blood is sicker than water or it, it, I think you got to look at who brings, brings joy and happiness and peace into your life. You're going to have people that are going to push your buttons. And I think they're here to help us grow and learn if we choose to. But it's okay to say, if you say got somebody sort of abusive in your life or, you know, you, we all know what, how they make us feel after we leave them. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to, um, if you can't maybe cut that cord, maybe limit your time with them. And that's okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Did you find that or did, are you still working on that? Do you find too? No, I think yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm now I'm, I'm recognizing it and, and going with it rather than fighting it. I was looking for this when you were talking about how people treat us. And I love this. This is a meme. And it says, if you aren't being treated with love and respect, check your price tag. It says, maybe you've marked yourself down. It's you who tells people what you're worth. What um, Get off the clearance rack and get behind the glass where they keep the valuables. I like that. <laughs> I do too, but I a lot of us don't think about it, right? Because sometimes we get it. And I'm not saying pointing a finger at anybody. I'm talking global us or you or whomever. But we are, you know, we sometimes feel like maybe we're a victim. And don't get me wrong, there are people that have been victims of, of different things, but we forget that we have that power too with the boundaries and what have you to say, no, I'm I'm not gonna take that. Yeah, one of my favorite sketches is the crown, and it says, and it's funny, it takes us back to our pre-start of the conversation. It says, just like a queen, I reign over my world, you know. And I have to make that choice and I have to get that crown and I make sure it's on straight mm -hmm. and that I have, I recognize that within myself. Right, exactly. I And again, like you literally, that was one of the questions I had seen about, could you write a book about each drawing and what you had, had shared, you know, the words with it. And you could, because even with this conversation today, I think people are going to take from each sketch and what you've shared as the message, maybe what they need to hear, because I, I still got to go back to the first with the snail. Like there were so many things I could think about. And eventually our whole conversation came around when you mm -hmm. said, well, home and I are one. Like at first I was thinking, well, how would that be? Well, we are a part of everything. But then we got into the discussion about, right, if your house is in chaos, it's usually a reflection of what's going on in, in your life. Yeah. And the crown. I'm going to read uh, Marshall's uh, message says, uh, birds in my path were a sign for him to slow down. Paying attention the signs. Sorry, go ahead. I love, I love that, Marshall. I think that's brilliant. And every time, because that happens quite a lot. I mean, I live in quite a, um, in the countryside and oh, beautiful. Uh, quite often I am like, it'd be like the worst thing to run and run a bird over or anything. Oh, and I'm going to really always see that now as a sign to slow down, mm -hmm. you know, just, and it's not just in terms of the 
driving, but just in, just always slow down. See, now that's a sign. And I, for me, what had happened years ago when I started this path, uh, I, my little dog's no longer with me, but her name is Miley. And when she was a puppy, she had a potty number one accident, a pee pee accident. And I took a picture because it was such a perfect heart shape on the carpet. When I show it to people, they don't believe me that it was a potty accident. But as I started to pay attention to, if you will, accidental hearts coming out of nowhere i have a whole album like it could be a coffee stain on the counter it's in a heart um we had ordered one time a box of chicken nugget they were like chicken nuggets from a pizza place and i literally have a picture of out of 20 one of them was an exact perfect heart I've seen little pieces of paper or a leaf. And to me, I've taken that as it's a sign from, from my guides and angels and such. You're on the right path. But where I'm going with this is you were paying attention to the signs and symbols around you. And I believe everybody gets them or Marshall with the birds. And I just love to hear your thoughts. Do you believe that as well? Absolutely. And I, this is so this is so weird because I was just flicking through my um facebook page yeah. just earlier honestly i'm going to show you the picture claire this is blowing Isn't my that, mind even before we started this show i was just about uh, you were talking about ley lines and i was just yes. about to say to you ley lines and then all this is funny Isn't it? <laughs> it, and it says love is all around when you start looking for it even in kettle chips that's a brand in the uk uh, we have chips. <gasps> that would be like the chicken nugget i found like just oh i got goosebumps it's i like know a, isn't that amazing <laughs> that is incredible so they are all like and the same thing i always say too to people if i'm working like teaching or, or what have you is if you ask your guides or your loved ones or your angels or whoever for a sign, and I always use, say, a yellow butterfly, um, and it doesn't have to be a yellow butterfly. You can ask for a don't pickle. You can ask for anything you want, but spirit will always answer you, right? Because they're here to help us. We never really are alone, I believe. And they want to send us the signs to help us when we ask for the help. But say the yellow butterfly, well, it's winter time here and in the UK, you're not going to get an actual yellow butterfly, but you could see one on a billboard. You might hear about it in a song, whatever it may be, you will get it. And did you find that yourself too? I, I can't believe you're saying saying this well I should, shouldn't say I can't believe because I should know that the universe is everything is in perfect harmony and perfect place because I walked into my music room a couple of days ago and there was the most beautiful red admiral butterfly flying around in the music room oh my goodness at this time which is just like absolutely where and how so actually you know yeah, I completely agree with that. And in fact, even before, because I was, felt a little bit nervous. I don't know why I was feeling nervous, because you're so lovely. And oh, well, so are you. Let's just trust. And I got my, I've got these like Mandela, Mandala, how do you say it? Mandala cards, affirmation yeah. reading cards. And I thought, I'll just, I'll just do it before. Right. Before the thing. And honestly, it, I just was like, this is unbelievable because it says this mandala brings with it the gift of, well, fame, which is obviously not what I'm interested in, but of being on a public platform. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> this could be 10 minutes before this session. This could be through public speaking or being on the stage for a performance. If you have written a book, have special knowledge or have done something that the public will want to know about, then you will find yourself in the public eye. It will be the manifestation of the gifts that you have already possessed. What are the chances? What are the chances, right? And when I first bought angel cards years ago and I took my certified angel card reading course, um, the scientist in me, I always joke now that I have a problem. I probably have about 80 different decks. I don't need them, but they're nice if we're doing a one question live, David, and I usually do it on TikTok on Wednesday nights to help promote the show. We'll do one question readings and without fail, cards like that will come out. What the scientist in me in the beginning with four different decks would be shuffling them and they weren't identical cards. They were four different decks, but the same meaning of the message would come through and it would be, how could this be possible? Now I know how, but I didn't back then. Or look at how perfect that card was. Amazing. We only have a few minutes left. Um, so Nicole, I'll add her question, uh, comment here. She said, people are here uh, for a reason and a season. And like the clutter, clutter you remove. I, I'd like to add, you have the choice. Should it not be, you know, serving your purpose or in alignment or in flow, as you said, Right. And you're not always going to have people around you, I think, that are going to, you know, it's not going to be all love and light. Now, remember, sometimes a yeah. difficult, not you, but for everybody listening, because I know you get it too. But sometimes the people that are most difficult in our life are there for a reason with that choice that we have, right? What we do with it. Absolutely. So Kaysen says, okay, guys, got to go. Enjoy the conversation. See you on the flip side. Don't really know what that means of that of that phrase cheers from sri lanka we're always glad when you can Aww. join us we've got people from all over the world here it's beautiful claire i loved having you on i hope to have you on again in sometime in the new year i'd love that how can people get a hold of you where can they get your books so um my the book is available on um, like amazon barnes and noble it's just uh say so simply be more by claire langen um and then i if you just google claire langen i have like a website and simply be more i'm i'm a social media i have been taking a little bit of a social media detox break because i was just getting i was just overwhelmed i get it <laughs> i am coming back and i um and i always respond it might not be in a timely fashion but the if you write, if you email me or you reach out, I always respond. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm here, and I just am so grateful for everybody's amazing comments, and I'm so grateful for you having me on me on your show. I Thank loved you. it. It just flew by. So I mean that in the new year. Let's stay in touch, and yeah. uh, I have a feeling you're going to be having another book. I, I wasn't going to say that, get, but I really do. I'm not telling. I would never tell somebody what to do. <laughs> like there's another one at least one more <laughs> so i'd love to have you back on again claire thank, thank you. you for being here and kevin or csun dragon says great show night all so thank you nice. for all your feedback so you guys remember 
tune in Thursday right here, same space, not same time. We start at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with David and I on the thing at the foot of the bed. And I've already got some topics for you. Was not planning it, but apparently Wendigos came up. But we talk about all the spooky stuff and then people ask us many of the curious questions about spirituality and angels and and David and I always say we're not experts but we'll we'll answer from our own life experiences or what we've learned or what we receive from spirit so it's always a fun show too so Amazing. be sure you guys tune in. Now, don't forget, you guys, Carrie Lynn Shellhorn. Remember, she hopped on with David and I last week. She's got Spirit Switchboard on Fridays, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. I think it's Carrie Lynn Shellhorn. Yeah, that's the page. It's on Psychic Medium. Carrie Lynn Shellhorn. It's a surprise every day. It started December 1st, and it's 12 days of giving. Now, remember, coming up, and you're just going to have to poke your head in there every day to check and see what the gift is to all of you that pop in there, that there's a giveaway that Carrie Lynn is going to have one of you lucky listeners and our viewers join her and myself and David Hansel on Friday, December 22nd for a full two hours. So you guys check that out to put your name in there and hopefully get picked. And then David and I have decided that we're both each going to give away a full reading on that day as well. So we'll pick from the live audience there. So I'd love to see you there. All right, Claire, thank you again so much for being here. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Me too. Thank you. And it's late over there, you guys. It's yeah. very late. <laughs> I've been up for ages. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to send you all so much love and light and gratitude. And we'll see you Thursday. And then, you know, I, I forgot to check, but I get another guest coming up. Another great guest next week on Monday here on the Angel Rock, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we'll see you Thursday, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. You just got to push end. Be